You're listening to Door and Window Discussions, the official podcast of Door and Window Market Magazine, where each month we open new insights into the industry's latest news and host discussions with some of its most interesting people. DWM is the only business-to-business publication that's devoted exclusively to coverage of the full door and window industries, with a circulation that's audited by BPA Worldwide. And now, let's talk doors and windows. I'm Drew Vass, editor of DWM Magazine, and I'm here with Tara Taffer, the magazine's publisher and editorial director. Tara, I have to say, I feel like we need to add one more thing to your title, sometimes, creator or maybe founder. I don't think a lot of people know that. Yes. Well, you know, I DWM, I always refer to it as my baby. I actually, we started it almost 20 years ago now when I was actually pregnant with my first baby. So it's kind of, um, I definitely refer to it that way. I loved creating it, um, but I don't think I want anything else on my title. So I'm going to ignore that part, but thanks for suggesting it, Drew. And you have to be careful because you don't want to be insensitive to your actual baby, right? Exactly. Your biological baby. Yeah. So before we get started, um, we want to tell you about today's podcast sponsor, and that is Glass.com. That's right. Want more window and door replacement jobs? Glass.com can help increase your web presence and bring you qualified customers. So Glass.com is different from other lead generation companies because it was created by glass industry veterans to help businesses just like yours. And creating an account is free and easy. Just head over to glass.com backslash affiliate and use the promo code podcast to sign up at no charge. Again, that's glass.com backslash affiliate. And be sure to use promo code podcast. It's free. I said backslash. And you know, I always wonder which is the back and which is the forward. Am I saying it right? See, Tara? I started it. I started the I started you the did? Whole conversation. Do we have I it right I though? I think we do. Okay, good. I think we do. Okay, um, so in sponsorship aside, the question is why not do this, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's free, so why not? Um, A lot of companies get leads through this service, so be sure to sign up. And if you want to sponsor our next podcast, shoot me an email at ttafera at glass.com. Oh, and speaking of value, so one more thing. Our parent company, Key Media and Research, is offering listeners a 15% discount to DWM subscribers for the 2020 Door and Window Industry Outlook. That's right. Thanks for mentioning that. And it's a great resource to get you up to speed on the state of the fenestration industry in the year ahead. You can find the report at keymediaresearch.com backslash research and use the promo code DWM15 on checkout. Totally worth it. And now we're going to laugh every time we say backslash. We are. It'll be one of our things. <laughs> okay, on to today's guest, Drew. Why don't you tell folks who we'll be talking with? Sure, I would love to. Today's guest is Tyson Schwartz. Tyson has been around the industry since 1992, right after graduating college, in fact. After being with Gorel Windows and Doors for 17 years, he moved to Thermal Industries for a few years after that. Now he is Vice President of Softlight Windows and Doors, where he has been for the past seven years. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who know him, don't be surprised by that title of Vice President. That's new, but not what you might think. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, But he's definitely been around for a while and knows everything there is to know about the industry, and we are going to ask him questions covering the gamut. Um, I met him back when he was with Gorel. He and I actually go back at least 15 years or so. Yeah, I can remember him from that far back too. So uh, 
We're getting old. <laughs> we are. Don't remind me. Uh, anyway, I loved that he ended up with Softlight because many of our listeners um, probably remember that Softlight bought Garel. Ah, so he came back home, so to speak. Exactly. And of course, as the author of Tyson's Take, one of DWM's blogs, he does a great job of, well, uh, actually providing his take on just about anything related to the industry, right? I mean, he does technology, the economy, sales, uh, you name it. Um, he has valuable insights into just about every area in the industry. So if you haven't, please go to DWMMag.com to check it out. No backslashes in there. <laughs> Anyhow, without further ado, Tyson, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm so happy. I listened to your intro. I was listening to your intro, intro about uh, talking to interesting people, and I keep telling my kids, you know, look, I'm, you know, a lot of people know me. I'm sort of a big deal in the industry, but uh, <laughs> they, they don't really seem to buy it. So I'll have to have them listen to this podcast uh, so they can actually believe it. So of I'm very course. happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, thank you so much. Well, let's get right into it. So your background is in sales and marketing. Um, so are there industry any industry companies you think are doing a really good job here? Like ones that you look at and say, wow, that's pretty innovative. Yeah, so, and I think it's you know top of the mind as well, but FlexScreen, Joe Altieri is a good friend of mine. And uh, what FlexScreen's been doing, I mean, if you, if you think about it, what's changed about screens over the last 70 years or 100 years? It's, it's just not been a whole lot. And with FlexScreen in particular, you know, manufacturers, we struggle with full screens, especially. Sometimes they're too tight. Sometimes they're too light, uh, too loose. It's it's really hard to get them just right. And I will tell you, FlexScreen does a great job helping us with this. And uh, when we get into PVC coated exterior bond or paint, FlexScreen's a huge help for us when we get into those types of applications. So that one uh, is top of the mind. The other really neat thing out there right now is dynamic glazing, uh, where the glass will darken as the temperature heats up. That's pretty neat. Uh, a lot of people don't know that this technology has been around for a very long time. A company uh, out of Minnesota called Viracon developed uh, a glass that would go opaque or white 25, 30 years ago. And the dynamic glazing has been built off of that. So uh, I think the real challenge with, with dynamic glazing though, it's it's an entry into the market. It's still really expensive. That's the biggest hurdle, trying to figure out how to mass produce it. Uh, but I can tell you once that happens, and it will happen, this coupled with the apps you have on your phone and things like that, it's going to make dynamic glazing really cool if there's such a thing. So speaking of innovative, one thing that I wanted to discuss, and especially with Tara, but Tyson, we want to get your take on this too, uh, very interesting, is Shark Tank. Exactly. So. And we didn't know that you were going to mention Flex Screen, and we were going to ask you about um, one of my favorite shows, Shark Tank, um, that Flex Screen was just on it recently. Um, I really enjoyed watching that and covering that story. So, you know, I know you worked with them, so I was gonna ask you about that. So were you watching and what did you think? I did watch it. Uh, Joe had a great party in Pittsburgh. Um, I wasn't able to make it, but he had, I mean, it was a sold out event for him as he, he's such a great promoter. Uh, and I've had the opportunity to, to talk with Joe since one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Interesting that that 12 or 14 minute piece, I didn't time it, but I think it's somewhere around there, 
was actually two and a half, close to three hours of uh, presentation. And obviously the program is built for TV, but really, as Joe was, was telling me, really all the all the sharks were interested, even Mark Cuban, but uh, the, the three that really got down to brass tacks were more retail specific. And Mark is more of a higher level, and and uh, the, the other three are more. They understand retail much better. But it was an amazing program, and obviously in our industry, um, we don't get that type of buzz. So uh, I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's great for Joe and 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 Flextrian, and I think it's great for our industry. It is, it is. And one of the things, again, I mean, I watched the show, so I was particularly you know interested, and I think it was a pretty big deal that he got those three deals. Um, so yeah, it was really. Fun to watch and um, great news for him. That's rare. I take it. So I'm, I'm not a. It is pretty watcher, rare. Okay. It is pretty rare. Definitely. I think even to get a deal, Tara, right? Just to get a date deal is exactly. Isn't, if you is, had one offer and you walked out of there with a deal, you'd be happy to have the sharks fighting over you for three was pretty rare. That's amazing. Yep. You know, Tyson. One of the things that I pointed out to Tara, we were kind of discussing this. I was really intrigued by how stumped the sharks were by the industry. So, I mean, we've always said doors and windows, the industry, the way it's structured, the sales channels, distribution, the products, it's just a totally different beast than say something like home electronics or, or whatever. But they seemed really stumped by that and confused by how he was going to market. Why, what, what was your, did you notice that? What was your take on that? Oh, I mean, I think a lot of us talked about that amongst ourselves, and I brought it up to Joe as well. But we built a very large industry uh, on custom-made windows, right? I mean, it's it's multi-billions, and uh, they they had a hard time grasping. Well, you would just make standard size screens, right? No, that's not really how it works. And and I think Joe did the best job he could under the time constraints um, to explain. Hey, look, this is a custom window or custom screen in his case industry and you know there's different size there's all sorts of different sizes it's not just four or five sizes fits all and that's that's the great thing about the industry as well is we build the fit the opening and um, that's one of the the um, the great things about doing replacement windows yeah I was shocked by that too how just how surprised by that they were just shocked oh my gosh you make all these different sizes yeah, it's really interesting yeah, to watch. That was one of the things. So, you know, uh, one of the, another thing we've talked about is how the industry's become so technological, and I know we want to have you weigh in on that. Um, everything from, from manufacturing to front offices, we're seeing artificial intelligence, automation, and so forth. And so we wanted to ask you how you see those things impacting sales. Are they integrating with sales, and how? Yeah, uh, both Tara and Drew, you, you both know I am a tech tech geek. I've I've um, talked about that or wrote about written about that in my blogs. Uh, I'm I'm an early adopter. I had Google Glass when it first came out. Really? Um, I have the latest iPhone and iPad, and and uh, I'm an Apple guy. Um, I love the technology, and I love being being an early adopter. Yes, it it costs a little bit more, but you learn so much more as an early adopter and, and you make, you, you skin your knee, you make some mistakes, but yes, it's technology is huge uh, in the industry and AI is, is really becoming a big part of the business. If you go to just say a, a, a dealer site, most dealer sites or even manufacturers, soft, uh, manufacturers websites like Softlight, um, there's a chat bot 
that's asking visitors different questions and those questions route them the the website visitor to the right spot um over time this we'll call it the ai or artificial intelligence it it improves over time so answers can be more uh, accurate they're more specific um, they're faster they get to the right person um there was a there's a fella brian elias who who owned Hanson Window at the time, he, he has since sold, but he's developed a whole company based on the artificial intelligence. So it's it's a big thing. Does it help sales and impact it? It, it certainly does both. Yes, it, it does help. Um, it, it makes us better, I, I think. And it, uh, it, it makes, I guess you could say it makes us smarter as well, that artificial intelligence. But yeah, it does, it does do a great job for us. Um, I'm, I'm in a unique spot. Um, I'm uh, both a, a, where when I was born, I was like a baby boomer. I'm at the tail end of the baby boom and at the, uh, I think the Gen X. Uh, I'm right right there where neither one really wants to uh, claim responsibility for me. But, uh, so um, I've seen the technology boom uh, over the years and it, it has been amazing and it's it's lightning quick. I mean, there's more and more things that, that are uh, coming coming to the market, um, whether it be uh, uh, configurators on websites, th- different things like that, all designed to make the experience for the, the well, in this case, the homeowner, um, more enjoyable and more specific to them. So yeah, it definitely is is something that's impacting sales and, and has a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal in the industry for sure. So first of all, I'll tell you that Drew and I will take you over here at Gen X. Gen X is awesome. <laughs> That's right. And um, if you are such a, you're so tech savvy, um, you know, personally, I've got to think that you're integrating that into Softlight as well. So are you kind of championing technology, so to speak, or try to? For sure. Um, you know, I, again, I, I, I made the comment about being a baby boomer and Gen X. When I started the industry, there were no CRM programs or anything like that. And, and I'm, I know these things are, are you know, a, an everyday occurrence for, for a lot of companies, but not in our industry. Uh, our industry is very slow to adopt to those, those types of things. But CRMs have their own artificial intelligence built into them to prospect for, for new customers, to take care of existing ones. So yes, I am a, a big proponent and big champion of those types of things because I do feel it it uh, makes us better. I also think there's, there's no replacement for face-to-face conversation and face-to-face communication. Trying to have a conversation over text or text or email just doesn't work for me. I think uh, if it's gonna be two or three, I'm picking up the phone and I'm giving you a call. So let's let's talk a little about your role at Softlight. But uh, first, you recently got demoted, right? I did. <laughs> All kidding aside, you know, was was this top leadership spot a natural progression for you? Something you always saw yourself growing into? Yeah. So let, let's uh, we'll talk about both of those those comments. There, yeah. Quick I've, is, I've got I forced so you into explaining that when you realized you did. You did. Having a little that's, that's fun great. with it here. Um. So with private equity, we've purchased several companies over the years. Um, our private equity company has, we have Harvey, we have Softlight, we have Thermatech and uh, Northeast Building Products. Um, so what, what happens when the companies start to get larger is there, there tends to be more functional management where there's a site leader 
which typically is a manufacturer person. And then uh, everybody, the site leader reports up to manufacturing, the salesperson, the lead salesperson reports up to sales. And that's just as the companies tend to grow, that seems to be the best way to go about that. But to to go back to what, you know, your, your question about the, nat- the natural progression. Yeah, I mean, over, I've been in the business for over 25 years and to, to at least get to be president for a year and a half, it was something I worked very hard to get to. Uh, I've had some great influences over the years. My biggest one, uh, no surprise to Tara, is Wayne Gorell. Uh, he believed in me when I was just the, uh, I was still green, green, green as green could be. I was young, and he really taught me the, uh, the, uh, the taught me the window business, and he introduced me to the who's who in the business uh, with his background. So uh, I'm very grateful. I'm still in contact with with Wayne today. Uh, he's he's a great guy, stand stand up guy, and and he he always taught me to handle the tough stuff in person. So I really appreciate that uh, about him. But being in my role, uh, whether it be president or VP of sales and marketing, those, I love doing those things. I love, I love being uh, in the mix and, and being in a spot where I can make some, some great, uh, some really good decisions. And just to back up and clarify for the listener, no demotion. That was an no insertion. Demotion. That was no an insertion demotion. of, right. uh, of humor. You can count bad humor. You can count on that from me, uh, but we, it. we've I, been kind I'm, of back and forth. Joking. <laughs> but no, it did throw me. Cause I was looking at your LinkedIn and I'm make every sure I got everything right. And I'm like, wait, he was president, vice president. So yeah, we yeah. had to do a little joking about that. We stumbled on that one for a while. And I also have to bring up one thing. I'm Since you brought up Wayne, first of all, tell him I said hello. And I mean, what a great mentor to have. I mean, he was such a, um, I mean, he was one of those people when I first started out and we started DWM, I feel like I was calling him all the time and quoting him all the time. Just, he had so much knowledge. And I think at one point I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to like spread the wealth. I can't go to Wayne all the time, (laughs) but you know, he just had so much knowledge. And um, so what a great mentor to have. Yeah. Very fortunate Wayne, uh, you know, and, and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, Wayne, Wayne lives down here as well. So we're able to get to, uh, to get together for lunch and I still bounce a lot of things off him. He knows so much and he's, he's seen it all right. Um, right. Yeah, as his family started, uh, the, re- not vinyl, but the replacement window business, it was back in the forties. So it's, uh, he has such, such great knowledge. And, uh, again, he, he introduced me to who's who in the business and really helped me uh, early on in my career, and he's still a great, uh, great person to go to and talk talk to about different decisions that are out there. So, speaking of leaders and leadership, I know this isn't a traditional question, and I'm I'm kind of being half facetious here. I'll be upfront about it this time, okay? So don't catch <laughs> off guard. But what what isn't great about being vice president, right? I mean, uh, do you have any mornings you wake up and think, man, I've what have I got myself into here? Yeah, no, I I love my mornings. I I have always been an early riser, and it seems I don't know if this is the natural progression, but as I've gotten older, it seems that I get up earlier and earlier. Um, I don't use an alarm. Uh, I wake up right around four thirty every morning, even on Saturdays and Sundays. You're one of those, um, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think Tara is too. Aren't I you? am too. Yeah, I'm right. one of those too. Yeah, one of those. We exactly as, one of those achievers. <laughs> early, well, as early risers, it's it's great to have that quiet time, and I sort of get irritated if other people get up that early because it's it's when I get a lot of things done before you know, say eight o'clock in the morning when the day really takes over. Yep. That we'll say five to seven thirty. That 
two and a half hour window, I'm able to accomplish a lot. But, you know, back to your original question, you know, what don't I like about my job? I mean, I like I like everything about it. I love the challenges. I love the when when there is a hard decision to be made. I, I love being in the mix. So um, and I love being in the room. I love being part of the decision. So um, I, I don't know that there's there's a ton that I I can't give you an example of what I don't like. I, I really do like and enjoy everything about it. I love the challenges um, that that I encounter every single day. Great. Well, that's um, that that's great. Um, so th- we're going to switch gears a little bit from uh, your role at Softlight. Um, and this is a question we plan on asking all of our guests of, of the podcast because we think it's so important. Um, what should the industry be doing to get e- more young people into the trades? I mean, we desperately need workers. Um, what can we be doing there? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, um, but w- we need more technology. And I, I don't know if you guys remember this, I mean, it's been 10, 11, 12 years, but uh, when the tax credits were introduced, President Obama said something like, I think he was at at a building products manufacturer that did insulation, and and he said something about insulation isn't sexy. Hmm. Um, And he wasn't wasn't, taking a dig at building products or anything like that, but he was really stating a fact. It's just not, it's not sexy. And I think as an industry, to get more young people into our business, we we really need technology. Uh, we need it to be fun. We need it to be innovative. There's a there's uh, if if we take it down a level to dealers, uh, window dealers. There's a lot of dealers out there. Actually, one in particular. I'm not going to mention them, but they are really big into augmented reality and virtual reality when they do their presentations, and they're getting a lot of millennials working for them as a re- as a result. So uh, for me, millennial is not a bad word. I know some people tie that to, to some negative connotations, but I've had millennials work for me. I think they're great. They help me uh, bridge the gap. And I think, you know, I did a, I did a blog, uh, an interview with, with a millennial and uh, he was he just, it was, it, it really went very well, but technology is where we went back to. We want to make things easier and having, technology that's something that that uh, the millennials have grown up with so we need to have those types of things available to to um to the workers coming into the fact or into the into the business so you you bring up an area that kind of triggers a question something that i've talked over with tara many times we keep talking about how the industry is bringing in more technology more automation artificial intelligence all of these sorts of things I actually have wondered, and I'd like to get your take on this, is is the industry in some ways, does it risk sending a mixed signal to, say, younger workers that they're, you're trying to draw in where you're essentially saying, hey, you know, we want to bring you in, but oh, by the way, we're also displacing workers with all of these technologies and trying to get people off of the manufacturing floor. Is there a mixed signal there? Is there a conflict of interest in your opinion? Yeah, no, it's 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 it does send a, a mixed uh, mixed message, Drew. I mean, I, I think you bring up a great point, but I would say at least in in all of our lifetimes, everybody listening to this, we're going to need people, and we need we need good ones. We and we we also need to you know where the mixed signal comes in or the mixed messages. We need to innovate to become better for our end customer, and that really comes through technology. Uh, but we still need we still need the technology and the innovation 
to make it work, to make everything work. Um, again, referring to, to a blog I did maybe a year or two ago, uh, I also talked about, hey, look, college isn't for everybody, right? And, and I think uh, we need to get our arms around that. Uh, I'm a parent, I've got two kids. One is getting, getting she's a senior and deciding what she wants to do and I have a freshman. But college isn't for everybody and I think we need to understand that, that um, there's a lot of neat jobs that can be done, whether it be on the manufacturing floor. I mean, there's a guy um, who was the CEO and president of Harvey, Jim Barrera. He worked his way up from manufacturing to becoming president and CEO of this large company. He's since retired, but um, those types of, of opportunities are there for people that wanna work hard and and improve themselves so yeah i I appreciate the the mixed message but we need everybody we need the technology and we need the people um and there is a way to make both of those things work um so now for the fun part um we get to pick your brain about what you think of some of the most recent industry news from 2019 um were there any acquisitions that surprised you and i mean the really big one recently was what do you think about pgti acquiring new south yeah so there there were a few that that surprised me um with pgt buying new south it it was a bit of a surprise but it probably shouldn't because pg pgt buys everybody in florida right uh and i know (laughs) jeff jackson over there (laughs) He's a he's he's a great guy. Those are those are great people over there. Uh, Rod, uh, I've known him for a number of years. I know they bought that company Western um, out in Arizona, but this, the thrust of their growth is Florida, and they they do a great job with it. Uh, as I said, Jeff is a great guy, and they're going to figure out a way to break out of Florida. Uh, but right now, they do a ton of business there, and they do a great job with it. So that one maybe a bit surprising, but for most of us, it shouldn't be. Uh, for for the reasons I mentioned. Uh, Another big one that really did take me off guard was Metal Industries purchasing Milgard. That was was Mm -hmm. a surprise. It it does make sense um, to make the brand nationwide, but I just, I really didn't see that one coming. And then the the last one that is, uh, I'm happy that it happened and it's near and dear to my heart and Tara, I know know it is for you too, but um, Harvey purchasing Northeast Building Products. Uh, Alan yeah. and Fran, they they are lifers in the business. Yes. And both Alan and Fran, they're dear friends of mine, um, make sense um, from talking to them. Uh, we've, we've been together now for about a year. Um, and as their business continues to grow and expand at an impressive rate, they wanted to keep that mojo going, if you will. So getting more capital uh, infused into the business has accomplished that. And they keep growing at unbelievable paces. Uh, but it's great. I've been able, I've been very fortunate to work with Alan and Fran over the year and they're, they're terrific people. And Terry, you know that as well. Oh gosh, they're awesome. And yeah, I was surprised when I heard that news. I mean, when I called them right away and I mean, love, I know Earl Ron really well at New South. So, I mean, these are really great companies. Um, so you know, wish them the best with uh, with their new owners. Yeah, you know, one of the things that came up when we talked to Earl is, you know, it's a, sometimes it's a matter of timing. And for them, Earl talked about their age and how they needed an exit plan. And, you know, they're not going anywhere. They're going to stay there. But that's a conversation that I had with um, an investment banker recently, how the industry is kind of ripe for consolidation in a lot of ways. And that's one of them. But yeah. Um, I don't think we've seen the end of it yet, obviously. 
No, Drew Tara, I would say that, that we're probably in maybe in the midstream of it. I think there's going to be more consolidation um, as we continue to evolve over the next few years. It'll be interesting to see how aggressive companies want to be um, with with the opportunities that, that are out there. So I would just tell everybody to stay tuned to that. That's right. We'll be talking about that probably more. Definitely. Well, as much as I hate to be the one to say it, that is about all the time we have today. Our producer is giving us that look. We're getting off, Chris, don't worry. So I think we better wrap it up. But Tyson, thank you very much. We can't thank you enough for being our first guest. Yes, thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'm very honored to be the first guest. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Um, this was a great discussion. And thanks again to Glass.com for sponsoring. And don't forget to check them out at Glass.com affiliate. Um, and if you want to be our next podcast sponsor, don't forget to email me at ttafra at glass.com. Thank you. And I'll mention it once more before we are totally off the air, and that is the discount on the in Key Media and Research's report. Uh, again, 15% discount to DWM subscribers for the 2020 door and window industry outlook. So jump over and have a look at keymediaresearch.com slash research.